Fat guy in a little coat. Fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> Fat guy in a little coat. Fat guy in a little coat. Hey everybody, this is Jonathan, and you're listening to Fat Guys in Little Coats. Pete, what's up? Fat Guys in Little Coats. Uh, uh, yes, that's our show. <laughs> that's, our, that's our show. It's but it's more, even more exciting because we're talking a lot of cool stuff today that happens to be involving a fat guy. Uh, yeah, we're talking quite a few things. So it's the end of the summer, and as you know, you and I went on a brief road trip, and I'm sure many people out there went on uh, some sort of road trip this summer. So we decided to talk about uh, some of our favorite road trip movies. That's right. Yeah, and of course, I guess we should start with our namesake, a little movie with a big man called Tommy Boy. Oh, this is such a classic movie, John. I mean, not only the scene where where uh, our show has been created with Fat Guy in Little Coat, but just the whole movie in general. Um, this is the first, I believe, of the Tom of of Chris this, Farley and uh, David, Spade. David Spade like buddy movies, right? I think this mm-hmm. is kind of like this is the start of buddy movies. I, I don't know. Is it? I mean, do you think it'd be a start of buddy movies? Of their buddy movies? Like, or? in general, like, comedy buddy movies? Well, no, because, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, Bob Hope and uh, Bing Crosby of were course. doing road movies, and, you know, and, you know, Martin and Lewis, Abbott and Costello. So, no, but this, they, I, you could say they kind of brought back the buddy movie thing, if you don't count things like Lethal Weapon, because uh, they're like buddy cop movies. But, um, yeah, this was, uh, I believe you're right, it was the first Spade Farley, and it really kind of seemed like, there was going to be a whole bunch of them. And uh, we had this and we had Black Sheep. And then was, did they do a third one? Because I know he didn't do Beverly Hills and David Spade. But of course, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think they did another movie together. Didn't, yeah. he, didn't he pass away before that actually could happen? Because he, he does um, Beverly Ninja, right? And that's the last movie he does before he dies? No, he did something called Wag- Wagon Wheel. No. Wagons East or something like that? Was yeah. that him? I get him confused with John Candy. That might have been John Candy's that, last one. John Candy was in that one, yes. And he dies on the he dies while filming that, yes. Oh, okay. But, but he does uh, Chris Farley does one with Matthew Perry. Right. That, uh, so uh, that's like Lewis and Clark one. Yes. Almost Heroes. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so so the thing is he doesn't have a lot of um he doesn't have a lot of movie credits, like starring movie credits. Like he, he had a bit part in Wayne's World too. Uh, I believe he shows up in Airheads, and you know he's the bus driver in Billy Madison, of course, and um, Coneheads. I think he had like a little cameo. Yeah, he was but the, yeah, he's the boyfriend in Coneheads. Right. So in, in terms of his own movies, Tommy Boy and Black Sheep were the Spade Farley movies, and then I guess his next big one after that was Beverly Hills Ninja, and then he he died around '98, I think. Yeah. So yeah, because he, I mean, Spade's in that movie with him. Uh, the Coneheads movie, which was a great movie, uh, but you know this is this is their movie. This this movie probably defines Chris Farley as an actor. Yeah, and and it's it's uh, well, what's the basic premise of it? They have to they have to travel to. Um... So basically, Tommy Boy kept is coming out of college. His dad owns a um, an auto parts dealership in Sandusky, Ohio, and. Basically, Tommy Boy comes back home from being at school for seven years. Sounds familiar. Uh, <laughs> he graduates from Marquette University, and uh, his father wants him. He's, he's coming back home, and his dad, who is uh, Brian Dennehy in this movie, who is a great actor. Uh, yeah. Uh, they own so they have this. He's given him his, this executive job at the auto parts uh, center, but also at, at this point in time, Tommy Boy's dad, Big Tom, as they called him was getting remarried and and this is where we meet his future uh, his future stepmom Bo Derek who still is around uh, and then I'm still a 10 <laughs> still, definitely uh, a 10 and then um, they met at a fat farm I have the quotations you can't see him folks uh, and then her son another actor who's been in a lot of the movies kind of with with Farley um, Robert La, Rob Lowe mm-hmm and the premise is that they're getting married, and we, we learn very early in this movie that um, Bo Derek and are like kind of like scheming to kill Big Big Tom. Right, Brian Denny. Right, Brian Denny. But Tom dies at this at the wedding. So at this now we know that at this point in time, Big Tom is is dead, and Chris Farley now has to kind of take over the business for his dad. So the, the they borrowed a bunch of money from the bank, and now Tom uh, Tom. Before that, Tommy Boy is 
is set up with David Spade's character, Richard, to kind of like learn the business. And before Tommy Boy, as soon as Tom dies, uh, Richard has to go kind of on the road to make, to get this money taken care of. And Richard goes on the, along with him as the salesman. So, and, and they do what they went up in Chicago, I think, with Dan Aykroyd, like with brakes or something like that. Like yeah, Dan pads. Aykroyd's kind of like the, uh, the competitor of, right. uh, of the brake pads. O'Reilly, I think it's called O'Reilly or something like that. Uh, yes, and it's Zelinsky's Auto Parts, and it's in Chicago. But they, you know, so they get out on the road because they have to go sell these brake pads to make all this money back. And, you know, it's just one disaster after another. A funny disaster, but right. you, this movie gives you over and over again some of the great, you know, one-liners that there could be in this uh, so, you know, they're out on the road and they're um, they're ready to, you know, they're trying to take to take care of the business. Yeah, well, I think I think what's so f- fun about road movies is that it's really a basic premise. It's like, all right, put two people together, two people that are you know, like character wise opposite, uh, you know, because in this one, David Spade's like the straight laced trying to be like a good uh, salesman and and. You know, kind of disgusted with Tommy Boy and his, you know, lackadaisical attitude and things like that. Just take two people that are opposite, put them, force them together for X amount of time, which is the road trip. You know, get from A to B, and just let let the hilarity ensue. And I think this movie really does a great job of 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 working up that whole structure of, of the road trip movie. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm saying you can't and you can't deny the chemistry of, of Spade and um, Farley. I think one of the funniest things about this is. Uh, David Spade is kind of—he's really funny on his own. So for him to have to, you know, kind of play the straight man, it really plays into just how funny Chris Farley is uh, in, in this movie. And Black Sheep—I mean, let's face it, Black Sheep's pretty much the same movie. Yeah, it's, it's a road trip movie. It's it a road trip movie. It's a—I mean, Tommy Boy is by far hands over fist uh, better than than uh, Black Sheep. Black I mean, Sheep, right. I think when they first started thinking about this movie. You know, when I when I first see it, I think honestly because I love like the old time comedy routine guys. I I think off right off the bat, Abbott and Costello. Right, some of the I mean, we mentioned them earlier, but some of the some of the best comedic movies I've ever watched. I mean, I have a uh, you know we grew up in the same area. Do you remember growing up when they were on Channel Eleven on Sundays? Yes, yes. Right, like every Sunday there'd be an Abbott and Costello movie on, and and then sometimes you cycle through them, and then they'd throw Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis movies on. Uh, it was just they are so. Fun. I mean, you know, they go to the Navy, they go to the Army, they meet Frankenstein. We could do three podcasts on, on Abbott and Costello movies. On. Absolutely. If, if you're listening and you've never seen an Abbott and Costello movie, do yourself a favor and find one and watch it. Uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, you can find oh, okay. them. Okay. Yeah. They're all on. I actually have them on DVD. <laughs> oh, so, well, I'm at the bar of DVDs because I don't have any copies of it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, so this movie, I mean, as most, as we talk about, most road trip movies start out with, uh, you know, they're going out on the road, they got this mission, and then, one after one thing after another, it starts getting worse and worse and worse until it finally like that it, it turns around and you know so some of the things that happen when they're on the road you know David Spade's new car gets destroyed by a deer. I mean I don't remember if you remember that scene. Right? Is that what, is that when it loses its door or? Yeah, it, yeah. Pretty much at this point in time, they uh, they run over the um, they run over the deer and uh, they think it's dead. And they're in the car and it's driving, and all of a sudden the deer just starts kicking around, and uh, you hear, uh, you know, Tommy voice, "Oh my God!" And uh, it, now the door's being kicked out, and Richard just this is where he loses his, so to speak, poop, and <laughs> it's it's one of the best scenes in the movie. It really does. These two guys, just the way they fed off each other, every scene, fantastic. Uh, yeah, and, and and like I said earlier, for for Spade to take kind of like the the straight man role, really just shows the confidence they had in in, in Chris Farley's um, acting ability and comedic ability. Like I don't know if you've ever seen a, a documentary or anything on this, but did, would you happen to know how much of that is improv? How much of movie might have been improv, or was it all tightly scripted? I think there? I think a lot of it was probably improv. I haven't seen any behind the scenes of it, but Farley seemed to work that way. I think you know again, this is kind of one of the, not the first, but one of the 
one of those movies that were made by the own, the guys that started uh, Saturday Night Live, right? Uh, Lauren Michaels. So, uh, I, again, most that's it's scripted, but it's not. And I don't think Farley ever was. He's kind of like Benny Hill. You remember Benny Hill? Right, I remember Benny Hill. Benny yeah. Hill never really worked with a script. I think Chris Farley's kind of like, okay, well, this is what the guideline is, but I want to do this and that and the other thing. And I think David Spade was kind of that perfect character with him, an uh, actor to do that with him because he was one of those quick wit guys. Right. Spade. Uh, Spade. Right. So maybe it's a situation where they had, and even if they did have a script, maybe they, they gave them the opportunity to improv and, and they would shoot a couple of versions of the scene and pick the funniest one and you know, cut the movie together. Could have something like that. Now, I had seen Tommy Boy. I, I'll, I'll admit, I don't remember a lot of it. I do remember Fat Guy in a Little Code, obviously. Fat guys in a little coat. Yeah, and um, and then I just I just remember the scene where I, I was I hope it's this movie, not Black Sheep, where where the the really powerful fan blows on David Spade and his, his wig like flies. Uh, it's this one, yeah. It's this it movie. Is yeah. Way. I just I just think that's such a great, just a great joke because it's not like they spent the whole movie making fun of his hair or anything like that. It just comes out of nowhere, and uh, the look on on uh, Farley's face when it happens is. Is fantastic and, and Spade's just kind of like, oh, don't say a word. <laughs> that, movie, that scene actually is towards the end where they're in, uh, in they're, they're Zelinsky's, I think, Zelinsky's, right? Zelinsky's, right, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you think about it, and you know, we, you know, you and I go on road trips all the time, and some of the so some of the, the quotes coming out of it, you know, one of the scenes where Richard's in the hotel, uh, not, yeah, Richard's in the hotel by himself, and he sees, sees the hot girl by the pool, and, um, you know, things are occurring in the in the hotel room, and Tommy Boy comes back, and he's knocking on the door, and he says, uh, "You know, housekeeping, me fluff your pillow." That's something that we always seem to do when we go on a, <laughs> go to a hotel room, right? I mean, that's kind of like the the first thing that we think about. So, you know, it's not one of those. It's not the like the remember the you know, it's not the Star Wars scenes and those type of things, but it, right. it gives you it it makes you think when you're like on these trips and those type of things. Right, it's these little little kind of moments of, of comedy that pop into your head in everyday life because, and I think that's what's, what what this movie does really well is it takes these everyday boring mundane things and and just a little thing like that adds a little bit of humor to it. You know, even even the whole scene of, of you know of just a big guy putting a coat that doesn't fit him and, and make up a song about it. You know, and it, it sticks with you. You know, I like I said, I haven't seen this movie a lot, maybe twice, three times in my life. And these are things that stick with me, you know, and 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 they just, uh, you know, uh, what's the name? Spade is just. Uh, I, I got to give. I, I I'm trying to give a lot of credit to Spade because everybody said, "Oh, it's a Chris Farley movie," and of course he's a comedy in this. But I think Spade does a really great, understated job in this. And 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 like you said, Black Sheep is pretty much the same movie, but you know, it's. This one's much funnier. And maybe it's much funnier because it was the original. So, you know, a lot of the, the same kind of jokes are repeated in Black Sheep that was that, that you see in Tommy Boy. So they were kind of fresher. Yeah, I think that, you know, I you're right in the fact that David Spade really does make this movie because I don't think I mean, I think Farley's great on his own in regards to like doing stand up and these little skits. Right. Uh, I think without Spade, this doesn't hold up. I mean, you know, look, they, he does. Uh, wagons, whatever that movie was with uh, the uh, Almost Heroes with Matthew, Matthew Perry. Now, granted, I mean, Farley's had his issues at this point in time, but Matthew Perry is not David Spade. Well, I can tell you, I, I, this is the best thing, I, an example I can tell you in regards to David Spade and, and Farley, how they are as a team. He does Beverly Hills Ninja, Farley does Beverly Hills Ninja without Spade. And I remember enjoying Beverly Hills Ninja, but I, I can't think of a quote from it. I can't think of a scene that was especially funny from it. Um, I remember it was a really fat guy rolling around the ground acting like a ninja. You know? <laughs> right. And that's, you know, that's sometimes that's all you need, um, but it's not as memorable. And again, he was without Spade. Now, is that why it's not memorable? I don't, I'm not saying so, but if you look at, at the two movies they did get to do together, I remember that. Well, for me personally, I remember those much more than his solo movies. And it also makes you wonder if he hadn't died, what you know, would they have gotten back together? Not that they broke up, but would they have gotten together again for some more movies? And what what would have we gotten out of the, the Farley uh, Spade pairing? Yoko broke him up. Uh, no, so <laughs> you know, one of the scenes that actually is in here that I every time I eat French fries, I think about uh, Tommy Boy's eating fries and he squirts the ketchup into his mouth. Oh, can I say it? Can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. 
I can hear you getting fatter. <laughs> yeah, and I think of that myself, or when I'm with other people, I'm not going to tell you. But uh, yeah, I'm like that. I, I'm that, right here. <laughs> I'm right on the damn podcast with you. So yeah, it just it makes me. Yeah, you know, I anything a lot. Every time we go on these road trips, this movie comes back to me because there's always something that's similar to it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I got to tell you, um, I don't know. Did you ever see our Did you ever see our fraternity jackets? Yeah, I had one. Okay, well, our, the first year we had them, they're, they're like great, great-looking jackets. And uh, maybe ten years after I got out of college, maybe a little bit more, uh, it was in my mom's. Uh, it was hanging at my parents' house, and I just saw it one day for some reason. I was you know looking for something else, and I, I happened upon it. And I'm like, oh, this looks awesome. And I tried it on, and this thing couldn't even get on my body. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm a fat guy in a little coat." <laughs> yeah, it was just a—it was like a funny moment, but it was also sad. Cause I'm like, "What happened to me? I used to fit in this thing." But yeah, so uh, Tommy Boy, one of the best road movies out there. Absolutely. Uh, here's one of my favorite road uh, road trip movies. Now it's not a comedy; it's very much a drama. It's by Cameron Crowe. And it's uh, almost famous. Did you ever see Almost Famous? I've seen bits and pieces of that. This is where the, this movie is uh, kind of where uh, what's her name gets. This is uh, Hudson. Hudson, yes. This is like her yeah. big film, right? It's her first film. Uh, yes, she, yeah. probably, probably. If you if they said you know name a Kate Hudson film, people would probably say Almost Famous. Like, yeah, because this is kind of like based off of the seventies. Uh, yeah. So what it is is uh, um, it's it's kind of a. Cameron Crowe, who's a writer and director, you know, to things like Say Anything and, and Almost Famous, um, he's he's probably first known as a writer for Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, and this story is kind of semi-autobiographical because it's uh, Patrick Fugit plays a young man named William Miller, who I believe is like 15, and he gets a he gets a job um, from Rolling Stone. And I think it was more of a like they just assumed he was older because they read something he wrote in the school newspaper or something, but they assumed he was older. And they gave him the assignment to to write a piece on this band that was in his town, like a very famous band that was in his town. So it goes. He he writes it, and uh, they like it, and they they arrange it for him to go on tour with this band. It's a fictional band, and uh, I'm killing myself now. That Spinal I don't know Tap. No, it's not Spinal Tap. Um, <laughs> uh, Jay's gonna kill me because you know this is probably one of his favorite fictional bands. Uh, anyway. Stillwater, there you go. Stillwater, so, okay. So uh, Rolling Stone arranged for this 15-year-old kid to go on tour with Stillwater and, and just kind of document the tour and, doc- and, and write about the band. And um, along the ways is uh, Kate Hudson's character, uh, her whose name, she's a roadie, not a roadie, what are they called? A groupie? The gr- a groupie. She's a groupie. It goes by the name of Penny Lane. So in a movie, and she's like in love with the lead singer. She's like the lead singer's girlfriend or whatever. And um, you know, Patrick calls him. You know, kind of falls for her. Uh, and there are other groupies there. You know, he. I'm pretty sure he winds up having sex with one of the groupies. Not Penny Lane, though. And it's just a really, really great movie. Really great movie moments. Uh, it's about this, this. What's great about it is he's a 15 year old kid. His mother raised him right, so he's not doing the drugs. He's not. Uh, drinking, uh, you know, or getting crazy, or living that rock style life, but he's he's observing that rock, rock style life as as close as you can get to it without being a part of it, and it's just a really good emotional kind of a roller coaster, and uh, it's about him learning about himself and growing up, and um, you know he falls for Penny Lane, Penny Lane is upset that the lead singer doesn't, you know, who's married and she knows, but. She's kind of okay with it, but like you know, she's not okay with it. Like she accepts it, but she wishes things were different. Just that kind of thing, and and just the experiences of the rock band uh, as they travel across America. You know, at one point he runs away to uh, the um, the lead singer played by Billy Crudup. Actually, he he runs away and and happens upon a um, uh, like a teenager, like a house party, like a high school house party, and he's partying with them, he's drinking with them, and and and. Patrick, you know, follows him and he's hanging out. You know, he's trying to get him back to the to the hotel and to the tour bus and all that. But you know, and he just gets drunk. He's on the roof. This is the lead singer. You know, just all this crazy stuff goes on, and the tour bus picks him up from the house. And the it, it, just the road manager has to juggle all this crazy stuff. So it just gives you this idea that you know these rock bands are on tour and stuff, and there's probably a lot going on that we don't hear about that doesn't make the news and just just this crazy lives that these guys are living. Well, this movie has a lot of great people in it too. It, it, like really getting the start and Pac Pac Win 
isn't and a pack one, right? Yep. yep. Kate Hudson, obviously. We have uh, Philip uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in this movie as well. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he plays Lester Bangs, who's actually a real person. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he if he specifically is a real person. Or if he's an amalgamation of some real. Yes, people. he is a real person. He was a okay. musical journalist. Does he die in this movie? No. No. Okay. No, uh, it doesn't get sad. <laughs> no, it doesn't get sad. Uh, Jason Lee, and then there's one other person in this movie, John, that Zoe we actually that we actually met. All right. Tell me who this. That we met. That we met. Well, I know I met him. Oh, you might have. Let me see if I'm. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, no, I don't know who. Zach Ward. Oh, okay. Yep. Zach Ward is in this movie. <laughs> Briefly, though, I don't know if you want to count that. <laughs> but hey, he's in the movie. And yeah. if you don't know who Zach Ward is, he's in one of those other great road trip movies, Christmas Story. Uh, <laughs> what? There's <laughs> no road trip. They walk everywhere. <laughs> we're walking, we're walking. So, speaking of walking, real fast, is Lord of the Rings a road trip? Because they do a lot of walking and they're out on the road a lot. Well, this is an A to B, <laughs> but not a lot of hilarity ensues in between. <laughs> right, so, for those that don't remember, how does Almost Famous kind of like end up? What's the uh, the final scenario here with this movie? Oh, the final scenario is the tour ends. They're in New York City. That's when the um, that's when the lead singer's wife joins them, and Penny Lane actually, actually at one point over overdoses, and Patrick's there and kind of helps save her. And she just kind of walks out of his life. You know, they, they have a nice moment. And she walks out of his life. He goes back home to his mother, who's like concerned about him. And then it just uh, you see that he, that's what he becomes. He becomes a music journalist. And um, the, the amazing thing about this for me is, well, first of all, there's that classic scene where they're all singing "Tiny Dancer" on stage. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, on the bus, on the tour bus, which, you know, was made famous. But the fact that it's semi-autobiographical and that this really happened to Cameron Crowe, he was like super young when he started writing for Rolling Stone and he had this experience. And I forgot which band he was with. Stillwater is a stand-in for some some band. I just, uh, it's, I'm drawing a blank on which one. It's not, I don't, my brain always wants to go to Led Zeppelin, but I know it's wrong because I keep wanting to say Led Zeppelin and I keep reminding myself that that's wrong. I think it's more of an American band. But anyway, so it's just a really good movie. I mean, and the soundtrack is fantastic. The soundtrack to this movie is great. See, I, 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 can't, I can't remember a lot of the, the movie. I mean, I probably I've saw it. It's from 2000, so um, it's not in my genre of what I usually watch. But again, a great road trip movie. Um, you know, and again, Kate Hudson's in it, so there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I didn't, I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. It was like, oh, I remember the first time I didn't see it in the theater. It was one of those things like, I'm like, all right, I'll watch this. Is it, it's, uh, considered, it's like a cult classic, though, right? I mean, is that kind of how they would classify it? Uh, I would, I would say so. Cult classic? I'm not sure if you even call. It. I think it's might be com- considered just sort of what a like a regular straight up classic, you know? Uh, because like you know, these cult classics. Uh, and one of the other movies that we're actually going to talk about, we can talk about it now and uh, and, and or next. Um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure is not necessarily a great movie, but you would say it's a, a classic, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I would classify that more of a cult classic than I would Almost Famous. Okay, so we're kind of like it's not in that level. It's actually a very good movie. Mm. But uh, say Almost Famous did get uh, re- received, but it was had a few Oscar nominations as well, though. I th- yeah, I think it was nominated for uh, Best Picture. And I think soundtrack as well, I believe, was in that. Um, which you're, you know, you're, you know, you love the movie soundtracks and stuff like that. So, um, you know, again, make sure if you haven't seen Almost Famous, I think I have to go back and watch it. Uh, I haven't, I don't, I don't have it on DVD like you have Abbott Costello, but I'll, I'll probably check it out. Well, I have, I have this one. I definitely have this one on DVD. Uh, All right. So what about so this next movie that we just kind of? All right. Let me, let me just. I'm sorry. Let me okay. just. Uh, so the soundtrack is America by Simon and Garfunkel, Sparks by The Who. Wow. Uh, it Wouldn't Have Made a Difference by Todd Rundgren. I've Seen All Good People, Your Move, Yes, Feel Flows, The Beach Boys, Fever Dog, Stillwater. There's like one or two original, like Stillwater, Fever Dog. Every Picture Tells a Story, Rod Stewart, Mr. Farmer, The Seeds, One Way Out, The Allman Brothers, Simple Man, Leonard Skinner, That's the Way, Led Zeppelin, Tiny Dancer, Uncle John, Lucky Trumbull, Nancy Wilson, I'm Waiting for the Man, David Bowie, The Wind, Cat Stevens, Slip Away, Clarence Carter, Something in the Air, Thunderclap, Newman. I, mean, I could just read, I don't even have to read the songs. I could read the list of bands that are on this thing. Uh, it's insane. It's a really good, it's it's heartwarming. It's touching. I, I'll tell you what, it's, it's even kind of motivational in a way. Because uh, this kid, he, he loves rock and roll. He loves writing about rock and roll. And 
but look what it brings him. You know, he wasn't he wasn't going out there looking, you know, saying so. Oh, I have to get on the tour. Oh, I have to do this. He just did what he loved, and then people and he did it good, and people noticed him, and uh, he just kind of rolls with. It. And that's another thing, like not being afraid to say no. Like, yeah, a lot of fifty year olds right now are probably like, oh, I can't go on tour in a rock and roll band, you know? Right. So it, it's you know, all he had to do. I mean, his mom and you know, God bless his mom for letting him go on the tour um, because if she said no, he wouldn't have went. But yeah, very good movie. Very, very, uh, just, uh, just a fun watch. It's an enjoyable, enjoyable watch. It's kind of like your top. Is it a top five road trip movie for you? Or just for a, me? Yeah. Or, yeah. Is it, or it's just a really great one. I would say of the last twenty years. I, I mean, because I do love the Abbott and Costello movies and stuff like that. And uh, I, I would say it's probably one of my top five for yeah. the last 20 years yeah it's funny because like these the Abbott and Costello movies the great thing about them is they were like an hour and 20 minutes they were just you know and it was beginning to end you know funny bits you know and there are right. these road trip movies you know like Almost Famous and we're not gonna really get into it a lot but like Rain Man that really aren't funny but they're very good mm-hmm. you know well, well it's a funny thing it's, it's the journey it's about the journey and I think you know, Star Wars. Star Wars is probably the, the most famous example of the hero's journey. You know, um, so these movies all kind of follow that simple structure of just being on the journey. And this is literally a journey. You know, um, technically, Star Wars might be a road trip movie. You know? <laughs> it's a far, far away, but yeah, right. <laughs> not a lot of road, a lot of space, but not a lot of road. That's right. We're going. Um, we don't need roads. I got it in uh, there. There yes. it is. There it is. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's you got talk- a, a Jim Carrey you want to talk about? Oh, we, no, we can talk about Pee Wee's. I mean, I think that's uh, kind of where we can go next if you want to. All right, well, Pee Wee's Big Adventure: A Boy Searching for His Bike. Yeah, and that's it. Like, if, if there's any, if there is an example of A to B with hilarity in the middle, this is the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you and know, this is the, the one of the things I noted with this movie. It's not mentioned a lot in his like repertoire, but. Tim Burton directs this movie before Tim Burton's Tim Burton. Right. Yeah, this was a, you know, look, this movie was not expected to make or be as popular as it was. Uh, Pee Wee was a was a, uh, a weird guy on Saturday morning TV, I believe, at the time. And uh, you had Tim Burton, who didn't have much of a pedigree yet. Uh, this movie came out in 85, so it's well before Batman. I think right, be- you know, right before Beetlejuice. Right after um, Back to the Future. Tim Burton and do Back to the Future. I know, I know. I'm just <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Come on, you got your reference in. That's enough. You got your one in. And it actually worked. You should have left it alone. That's right. Um, anyway, so, yeah. So, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure in 1985. And this movie is freaking It's hilarious in how kind of stupid or silly it is, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, the real premise of this is he has this great bike. You know, Pee-wee is... He's not really rich, right? But um, yeah. he lives by... He's old... He acts like he's 12, but he's really like a, a kind of a grown-up living in this crazy house that he has. Right. And he lives next door to the, the rich, spoiled kid who wants his bike. Yeah, he's got this tricked-out bike with lights and and flare and all this other cool stuff on it. Um, and, and the kid next to the kid, but he's a grown man, too, right? Yeah, he's a grown man, too. But he's a little fat, chubby guy who's like, you know, he lives with daddy and... Daddy buys him everything, and Francis. Yeah, Francis. You know, this is you know the one thing about Pee Wee's Big Adventure, kind of like um, Tommy Boy, it has those quotable moments. Absolutely. You know, so that's you know I guess we're we're defining what a road trip movie is here, John, for those out there and telling them this is how it's going to be. It needs to have quotes. Has to be almost funny. Get almost famous, mm. and. and you know, just like weird characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and this definitely fills that out. Um, so, you know, Francis wants his bike. Pee-wee, does he work at the bike shop or just goes there? No, he doesn't because the, the, the girl. Yeah, the Dot, Dottie goes Dottie, there. Dottie, yeah. So, yeah. So he goes to the bike shop. And the bike, You know, his new light comes in, I think it was, or something. And yep. he goes to the magic shop. Um, yeah, we don't know if this guy's got a job. We don't know what's going on with this guy. Uh, and his bike disappears. You know, the chain's cut. And <laughs> the... The amount of chain he uses to lock this bike up is so funny. Yeah, it's like a ten minute lockup as they're showing it. Yeah, up. he just keeps pulling. It's like a magic trick. She's pulling it out of the, uh, the, the the bicycle container. Um, he locks up and it disappears. And he it's, he goes on a search for his bike and he meets interesting people. Uh, he goes to a 
a fortune teller who tells him that it's in the basement of the Alamo and she's totally making it up. Uh, but he goes, he goes searching and he meets, um, he meets, uh, Simone, uh, the waitress, right? Yeah. And she, he meets, uh, the ex-con Mick, is it Mickey? Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. yeah. And then large Marge, large Marge. Yeah. He meets large Marge. He does the tequila dance in a bar at a biker bar. Um, just, just hilarious one. I mean, anything that you associate with Pee Wee was in this movie. I know you are. What am I? Yeah, I know um, you are. What am I? I can't, well, he's got the big ear. What do you say? The big ear is like what? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and again, you know, every time, again, every this the one with the um, the basement in Alamo. We always that something comes out when we're on a road trip. Hey. If, we want to go see the the basement in the Alamo. You know? yeah, we, yeah, we're always doing a tour of some kind. Where's the we're, basement? We're, <laughs> right, or where's this thing at? Oh, it's in the basement in the Alamo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or when he tells Dottie I'm in Texas, and she's like, Texas. She goes, Yeah, I'll prove it to you. And he starts singing the stars that night are big and bright, and then like everybody around him goes, Deep in the heart of Texas. Now I will mention it's funny that I went to the Alamo um, back in 2007, and. I, I went in there looking for the basement. <laughs> did you actually ask for it? Uh, yeah, I did ask for it. I mean, I was uh, being an ass, but... Did they roll their eyes at you? Yeah. You know like, they began. like, we haven't heard that in like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but even the large Marge, we'll, we'll say that at a, at a consequence. Like, tell them large Marge sent you. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the best scenes is when it's when he's, uh, it's dark and, he, and you see all these like animal eyes glow and, and you hear their noises and he turns the light on and he's surrounded by all of them and he just screams <laughs> and he turns the light off. <laughs> That's right. I, I mean, it's, I didn't like his TV show, but this movie is hilarious. Unfortunately, they made a second one. <laughs> I didn't see the second one. Oh, you didn't see Big Top Pee Wee? Yeah, it wasn't funny. Oh, no, it was not good at all. <laughs> well, I, here's the thing. I, and I, I'm with you. The TV show... I didn't think it was funny, but I think it the TV show was a Saturday morning show, so it was definitely geared toward young kids. Yeah. But then he makes this movie, and there's some adult humor in here. So I don't know that, you know, if, if you had a little kid that loved Pee-wee, like a four-year-old that loved Pee-wee, and you took them to see this movie, you might have been horrified by what you saw. Whereas, you know, adult people loved it. Yeah, it's, um, it's funny. Like, it's one of those movies. So back in the day, back in those times, 1985, you know, VHS was the all rage you know and I would always not only trying to find Back to the Future on on the VHS well, after this movie came out I tried to find it it was one of those movies that was hard to find for a long period of time and then you know as technology changed it started appearing you still don't see it a lot on television no I, I can't god I can't remember last time I saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure and it's well one- you you know, he got into some trouble a few years later at a movie theater. He was doing something he shouldn't be doing in he a movie theater. He was watching a movie? <laughs> well, mm, uh, <laughs> yeah, but he was, he, was, he was getting very tactile with himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that kind of pushed Pee Wee out of the limelight, and I don't think he saw his movies. He's made a pretty decent comeback. He's actually he's, he's a pretty, pretty good dramatic actor. He's been in, uh, he was in Blow, which is a really good movie, a Johnny Depp movie. Yeah. Uh, he was in a few other things, which, uh, you know, he was in the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, he was. He I was very that. funny in that. He was yeah. in the Batman, uh, Batman 2 movie. Oh, yeah. He was the Penguin's father. father yeah. Right. Yeah. So he okay. has, he's had his little role. I mean, he's kind of, uh, again, I think he's in the same regards as Farley. I think he's funny. Um, this one, he, you know, he kind of went solo with this one. I think he held, he could handle the movie better than maybe uh, Farley did, but very similar in in their acting, so to speak. Right. They just go for it, and they go for the ridiculous. They go for the funny. You know, they go for the laugh. If if, if they think something they do or say is going to make them make someone laugh, they're going to do it, regardless of if it makes sense or anything like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So Pee Wee's yeah. Big Adventure. I mean, it's. It's a top 25 road trip movie, easily. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, love it. If you haven't seen it and you can find it, please send it to me, too, because I want to watch it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> What'd you do with all your movies, dude? They're all gone. I don't know where they are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my wife threw yes. them away. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, blame the wife. 20 years. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so Pee-Wee's Big Adventure, another great road trip movie. And, again, uh, I mean, this one didn't really have a lot of, like, great 
or future actors other than maybe Paul Rubens himself. Um, and then Tim Burton really is the star of this. You know, he comes out. And then the music from uh, Elfman as well is, is very good. Right. And I think the funny thing about this movie is you really, really see Tim Burton in this movie. Like him, his style. The things you see in this movie will be repeated in Batman, will be repeated in Beetlejuice, will unfortunately in some ways be repeated in Planet of the Apes. Um, but yeah, this is this is Tim Burton all the way. And this is this is the thing. It cost six million to make, it made forty million. Which is what? Six well, like six times its budget. So it, it it hit a chord with people. It was funny and I'm sure it did gangbusters on, on VHS also. I think a lot of people in it. Yeah, I thought again, a great movie. I haven't seen it. Make sure you check it out. Oh, you just one quick thing there. James Brolin was in this movie too. Um, and I went. Oh, well, is that when they do the movie within the movie? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I, I, I look back now and I think, wow, his son looks just like him. It's very oh, yeah. scary. Yeah, Thanos, uh, pre Thanos. <laughs> and Morgan Fairchild is uh, Dottie, right? Yeah, she was around. What happened to her? I don't know. <laughs> not, not much. Well, good, I guess. I don't know. So. And Pee Wee has a role in, in the movie adaptation of his adventure. Yes, Paging Mr. Herman. You have a telephone call. <laughs> <laughs> you do that so well. You and your impersonations. Paging Mr. Herman. <laughs> uh, and when they pulled her out of the fiery wreck, she looked like this. Uh, <laughs> kind of large marks. Such a... <laughs> Just a great film. Yeah, see, I got to watch that. I got to stop talking about movies. I want to watch them all now. So what we're going to do is with our, all of our... We're going to have a, a podcast. I've just... Quoting these movies, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> quote the Raven. We'll call it. And just, just be forty minutes of us making quotes. That's to try right. to guess each other. Well, I'll do a quote. You guess the movie. You do a quote. I guess the movie. Uh, but, but it would be Riveting fair. podcasting. Cause, yeah, because you know all my stuff's going to be from Bad to the Beach. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So you're going to peter out on show number three. That's right. After you've done quoting all the, the whole movies. All right. So moving along, Jim Carrey and. Oh, I forgot his name. Dang it. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels star in Dumb and Dumber. Take oh, my God. Dumb and Dumber. This movie in 1994, I must have saw it like six times in the theater. Um, just it's the it's the the it's the top of the mountain for Jim uh, Jim Carrey, I think, here. Uh, everything else that he does fails in comparison, it, fails in comparison to, to Dumb and Dumber. And then, uh, you know, him and Jim Carrey, uh, him, Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels, who Jeff Daniels at the time, I mean, he really is kind of like a serious actor. Yes. You know, and he, the way he he just turns it on, it's it's so funny. Now, if you haven't seen Dumb and Dumber, the movie uh, was written by one of the Farley brothers, or both Farley brothers, I believe, Peter and Bobby Farley. Oh, yeah, the um, Something About Mary Guys. Yeah, Something About Mary Guys. Yeah. Okay. So it's the story of Lloyd Christmas, who is uh, who is uh, uh, Jim Carrey, and his buddy Harry. Uh, they're, they're like two dumb-witted guys who live in Rhode Island who are, who are trying. So right now, they're trying. They want to do a, They want to open up their own uh, fish bait store. Is that right? Does that sound right? I honestly have never seen the whole thing. You've never seen the whole thing? thing? Okay, so they want to open up some type of... Uh, a pet store of some kind, right? But okay. so right now, Jim Carrey is his actor Lloyd is a limo driver, and this is like the twelfth job he's had in like five days. Um, Harry, you see him in his first scene; he's actually driving the the uh, dog mobile where he's like a dog groomer. Um, okay, it's funny as hell. The scene is funny as hell. So he used to say. Uh, Lauren Holly is in this movie his future wife at this point in time future ex-wife ex- future ex-wife yes future wife slash ex-wife yeah so she is dropping off she's dropping off a case we learn that during the movie that her husband's been taken and she's uh, she's dropping off ransom well he sees that she drops the case and he goes to grab it and he grabs it but she's already gone so the the whole thing the whole concept of this movie is that these two guys are going to take this this case back to Aspen because she tells him she's going to Aspen and on the case it says Samsonite so he thinks that that's her last name <laughs> so, uh, so I mean it's one adventure after another these guys do some of the goofiest stuff uh, again there's so many 
quotable uh, scenes in this movie. Um, there are some also some great actors in this movie. Uh, Terry Garr has an appearance in this movie. Lauren Holly, obviously. Michael Starr. Um, he's one of these guys that's like the big bully in every movie. So you have to see, I mean, really, just Jim, this is the beginning of Jim Carrey's, uh, you know, I mean, I know he was on what was that show called? In Living Color. In Living Color. But this is where he really shines. And I think his career goes kind of... Yeah, we have Ace uh, Ace Ventura and all these other things, but this one really is the top of the heap. So you think this is where he he, he did his best work? This is his best work by, by far. I mean, his stupid haircut, he's got this bowl haircut, you know, <laughs> and, you know, he's... All his stupid-ass sounds that he makes and... Uh, faces and whatever else and then one of the biggest scenes and this is one of the things I've always talked about when uh, Chris and I were getting married is that I want to have they they go to uh, this party and they're wearing these it's a black tie event and they, they they come up with they actually find some money and they open up the case finally find out it's like a million dollars so they're like they're putting IOUs into the into the case and they're buying like they're staying at this fancy hotel and they buy a Ferrari but they wear these two and you see it all the time the two tuxedos, the blue and the orange. And I always wanted to do the blue and the orange tuxedo for my wedding, but my wife was like, no. Uh, thank <laughs> God she had some sense. Yeah, so. Listen, listen to these movies. He came in, th- in 1994 alone. This is what he came out with. Yeah. Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Huge, yeah. huge comedy movies. Now, look, the, the, I, the Mask I'm not as fond of, but... Uh, other than Cameron uh, Diaz being in the movie, right. but Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumb are probably his most quotable movies that he has. Right, uh, but look at this run he goes on from '94: Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, Batman Forever, Ace Ventura Two, Cable Guy, Liar Liar, Truman Show. Uh, that's his first, and that's in '98. So in four years, he well, I guess Batman wasn't a comedy either. Um, oh, but it yeah. was a joke. <laughs> And that's the thing. He kind of moved away from comedy after that. He did Me, Myself, and Irene, which is a comedy. Yeah. Truman Show um, is kind of where I think he t- makes a turn. Right. Bruce Almighty. Actually, Bruce Almighty was funny. Yeah. that. I mean, that's like kind of like his little comeback at that point in time. But, but then he goes right back into uh, Internal. Well, it's a good movie, though. Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Um, but it's not a comedy. Awesome. Series of Fortunate Events. Fun with Dick and Jane, the number 23. Yeah. And then he gets Yes Man, which, eh. Number 23 was a very underrated movie, by the way. It's not that a was a horror movie. movie, right? Yeah, it's not a, yeah. um, it's not a, uh, it's not a road trip movie, but it makes you think, and, and like it got me psychologically for a little while too. Um, wow. It surrounds itself around the number 23, but um, nonetheless, Dumb and Dumber is probably his best movie he's ever made. Right. So if you see that he did Dumb and Dumber two in 2014, and the comedy movie he did before that. You have to go all the way back to uh, Yes Man in 08. That's, he's the, uh, I think he's the uh, lawyer in that movie, Yes Man. But it's Liar Liar. That's the one I'm thinking he's of, lawyer. Liar Liar. Yes Man, I think, is when he, he makes a decision to say yes to everything. Yes, yes. That's like, right. he's not happy with his life, and he goes, you know what, I'm going to say yes to everything and see what happens. It was it was a comedy, but it was it wasn't hilarious. I'm very surprised you haven't seen this all the way through, or you haven't seen I, You know what, that, some of that humor is... I'm really hit or miss with Jim Carrey. Like, I'm not a big Ace Ventura fan either, but I like The Mask. What? Yeah, I just I think he's just his overacting is it bugs me. Like Liar Liar, I watch, I liked. Yeah. Um, this movie, I'll tell you what's why this movie's also very important to me. I spent a lot of time, you know, around this time. I was in I wasn't at Kane yet, and I spent a lot of time in University of Delaware hanging out with a few of my friends that went to school there. And this was kind of like the movie that we went to uh, first. You know, we had this great big snowstorm, and this movie, Porky's, and History of the World Part One. We watched them must have, must have watched them like seven times in that that three days of snow. And Porky's, huh? <laughs> yeah, Porky's. Believe it or not, I mean, I wasn't huge on Porky's, but this movie and uh, obviously History of the World Part One is probably right. one of the, the greatest comedies ever written. So. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of like it's dear to my heart, as uh, close to my heart as well. But again, as as far as a road trip movie, it has that same element. You got the stupid character with a stupid plan, 
and stupid stuff happens all the way through, and then at the end, everybody's happy, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. All right, and so finally, um, the one we're going to talk in depth about, and then we'll mention a few more good ones, just, you know, we're not going to go too in-depth with them. Uh, you wanted to talk the vacation series, uh, obviously National Lampoon's Vacation, yeah. National Lampoon's European Vacation, uh, Christmas Vacation, Vegas Vacation. And that's it. <laughs> okay. Well, was there one after that? Oh, well, there was a Cousin Eddie movie, There was a right? Cousin Eddie movie, and then they did a remake uh, at Helmstead. Of, of Vacation. Of Vacation, which... Which was, wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Uh, I saw it at the $3 theater. Uh, at the time, it, it was the $2 theater. <laughs> but it doesn't compare no, at all. No, I mean... Yeah. Chevy Chase, uh, Chevy Chase is probably one of the funniest actors um, ever to come, you know, come out of hey, out of the Saturday Live, and he was at Second City as well, right? I believe so. Yeah, but he's probably one of the funniest people, screen-wise, on the planet. Now, personally, me, he's a douche. I let me tell you, I can watch Fletch all day. Oh my every- God, yes. And I have to talk about a quotable movie. I oh, love Fletch. Fletch. Fletch, and even Fletch lives. And again, if you look at his his biography, his uh, filmography, these are all within that same time frame where he was, him and Bill Murray ruled the screen. I think I think there was a, a, a few year periods in the 80s where Chevy Chase was the number one comedic actor. Yeah. And then something happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, yeah. Funny Farm, Spies Like Us. Fletch, Fletch Lives, uh, vaca- the vacation movies. Uh, the guy was killing it. Like he, he was almost like Jim Carrey. Couldn't make a bad movie in the eighties. You could not. Caddyshack. I'm sorry, Caddyshack. Could, yep, Caddyshack too. Uh, was he into? I think he was into. Yeah, or maybe. Yeah, I mean, but he was untouchable. And this movie really starts it, I think, for him. Right? Is this one of the first ones? Uh, no, Caddyshack was his first. Caddy- one, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So. This movie, though, I mean, it's he's taking his family on a road trip. They want to go to Wally World, and you know, and of course, this, he's the stupid dad. I want to like, I want to travel across country and go to Wally World so we can like, you know, we'll stop and see family, but we want to see the world, uh, see the country, and that's kind of what we do. We want to see the country, and then mm-hmm. we decide to drive it, and then we're like, we want to kill each other halfway through. This, you know, that's like the the family vacation in the station wagon uh, and all hell breaks out and you know it's the movie has some of the best characters in it you know and again the funny thing about the vacation movies every vacation movie the parents stay the same but there's always two different actors that play the kids right the kids don't age (laughs) the kids don't yeah either it's funny how like in the first one they're like probably like teenagers Uh, the second one they're Again, teenagers, but two different characters. And then the third one, the daughter's older than the son. And then the, and the fourth one, it's, again, two different actors. And now they're like 18 and 19 years old. So it, right. And, you know, if you if you watch the movies and if you've seen them all, the kids are actually pretty famous actors at some points in time here. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Vacation had Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. And who's the, do- the daughter? Oh, she wasn't anybody. She was, at, um, she was at one of the things we were at, right? Yes, and she was on. Uh, she was on nine hundred two and zero for a little while. Uh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but yeah. So she, her, and then in the second movie, um, they're not really too famous. Actually, the young lady that played uh, Audrey in the second movie actually passed away soon after that movie. Well, you know who was in European Vacation? Our buddy Billy Zepka. Yes, he was. Mm. Yeah, hey, about that. He, he was Audrey's uh, boyfriend. Yes, and. Uh, Great job of that. He actually, you know, typecast as usual. And <laughs> yeah, I know. And Christmas Vacation was Juliette Lewis and Johnny Galecki, who, uh, who's uh, not Sheldon. He's on um, Big He's Bang Theory. He's Leonard. Leonard on Big Bang Theory. And then Juliette Lewis, who, who had a bit of a career going for a while there. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, the kid, uh, Galecki is probably one of the most famous kids now. I mean, thanks mm-hmm. to Big Bang Theory. But uh, again, National uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. The first one you you say you really remember, right? The first one, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm better on the second one. All right, so the first, so there's four movies. Out of those four, which one's kind of your favorite one? I, I like Christmas Vacation a lot, but I would say I saw Vegas once. But um, I, yeah, I like European. I, I don't know why. For some reason, it must be on HBO a lot. Because I remember seeing European Vacation a lot, and I still quote that. Look, kids, Big Ben Parliament. I can't get left. <laughs> That's right. I mean, again, <laughs> it, it beats that criteria. 
that there's the quotables. It's you know they have the the family doing crazy stuff. Right. Um, you know my favorite is the Christmas Vacation. I can pretty much quote that word for word. That's one of those movies that we have our family birthday party because everybody's born in November, and that's the first thing we turn on. That's like that I know that it's the Christmas holiday season when I turn that movie on Christmas Vacation. And I cannot stop watching it from that point on. And I think even through Christmas and into February, I'm still watching that movie. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know why you like uh, European Vacation. Because I, I can tell you why I, I liked it. Um, not only because Chevy Chase is in it and it's funny and there's a lot of scenes. There is a scene where there's boobies in it, and I always remember that scene. <laughs> oh, is that when when Rusty's in the French nightclub or whatever? He's uh, he's he's actually he meets the the mate the uh, the waitress or whatever it is, right? And they're like in this little alleyway, and he's like he's never touched boobs before, he's never seen them, I guess, and she's like kind of takes him out, and he's ready oh, to okay. touch him, and then all hell breaks loose. Uh, like his dad's getting his butt kicked by somebody, uh, so that I remember that scene so clearly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember. There, there, <laughs> remember there was a scene where they're in like a burlesque show uh, in in France. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, <laughs> okay, but let, let's let's circle back to the first okay. uh, vacation because we wouldn't have these other ones if the first one wasn't funny as hell. Right. Look at the names. You have Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Randy Quaid as cousin Eddie, Anthony Michael Hall's Rusty. Eugene Levy as a car salesman, John Candy as the guard at Wally World, and of course Christy Brinkley as the girl in the Ferrari, and Jane Krakowski uh, was cousin Vicky. Yes. Yeah. So that was a. Uh, I mean, the whole. I remember the whole Christy Brinkley scene where he's like showing off for her, and didn't they do a play on that in the in the Ed Helms one? Doesn't doesn't the car get hit by a truck or something like that? I actually think she's actually in that one. So Christy Brinkley actually shows up in the first one. Right. And the, I believe the fourth one, she's in it as well. But yeah, the first one, Christy Brinkley, the whole, the whole idea with her on the road trip, he keeps running into her and keeps seeing her. Um, and she's driving the red Ferrari and she's like kind of like flirting with him. And there's a scene where uh, they're in the park and she's pulling up and they have the sandwiches. The, uh, the dog, at the time they had their aunt with them, they picked up the aunt to take her to, uh, to Eddie's house. And, um, or after Eddie's house. And the dog pees on the sandwiches, and he's kind of like, he doesn't hear it. And he's like oh, putting the sandwich in his mouth and like biting it and whatever else, like trying to be sexy with it. And uh, then then he, then he hears, oh, the dog peed all over the sandwiches. And like, <laughs> you know, then the, the the fantasy scene ends right there. But it's it really has its funny moments as well. You know, again, the quotables and... Uh, some of the horrible things that happen they tie the dog to the bumper and he takes off in the car and uh, don't they strap Aunt Edna to the roof they, yeah she dies and they strap her to the roof and then they he leave. gets <laughs> he gets off the wrong eggs and he winds up in the hood and they like jack his tires that's right he's got the uh, uh, the the station wagon is like the funniest thing in that car in that, in that movie too and um, again a lot of these things they all through all four movies they kind of like flow the, the kids are different, but the story, they always go back to when they went to this place. And, you know, I think in this, in the European one was the Piggy Piggy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Be a Pig. Be be a, wait, was that Be a Pig? Was be a pig. Be, a pig. be yeah. a pig, yeah. So, Pig of the, the game show, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, and this movie, the vacation movie, is also directed in one of his, I mean, very famous director, Hal Ramis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, pre Ghostbusters. Pre Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, you know what I remember? Uh, you know, uh, uh, and when he goes to, uh, he gets to Wally World and they're closed, and just that frustration, you know, he goes and gets a gun. That reminds me, I, I thought about that. Remember when we were on our baseball road trip and we were in Cincinnati and we wanted to go to this place that was on Diners, Drives, and Dives? Yes, and it was closed. And it was closed. I was like, it closed on I mean, Mondays. I was, yeah, I wasn't gonna, you know, get a gun, but I was like, "What?" I mean, because we were looking for it. We were looking, I'm like, "Oh, I can't wait to get the chili there." You're in Cincinnati. You have to get the Cincinnati chili. And then they were close. <laughs> it was. It was horrible. That was. But, I never uh, got chili. I never got the chili in Cincinnati. No, we did. <laughs> but yeah, you you can. And as a father, and I go on my family vacations, and I think this movie. I always think back to this movie when something goes wrong, like the park, you know, and it's. 
you know, something's not open or it's just, it's not what you thought it would be. And, you know, that end frustration, he's like, all right, I'm done. We're getting on this ride and poor John Candy has to like, almost poops his pants with the fake gun. It's just, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely one of, one of the best, probably top five road trip movies of all time, I'm thinking. And yeah, and it carries on and on and on. I mean, we talked about a bunch of movies today and three of them are probably in my, my top five. Okay. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber, Lampoon's Vacation, and uh, Tommy Boy. And Tommy Boy. I mean, to- yeah. those three movies. And again, you know, I'm I love the comedies. You guys are the specialists when it comes to the the sci-fi stuff. These are the movies that I love, and I, yeah. I will always love. Yeah, very good. All right, so uh, let's quickly run down um, some other. Famous road trip movies. Almost famous. <laughs> <laughs> Almost right. I'll tell you one that I, I was gonna. I was thinking about talking about, but then I realized. I mean, I liked it when I watched it, but it's not something I watch over and over again. Uh, and I realized I only liked it because of, it takes place in New Jersey, and it's Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh my god, I love that movie's great because I love White Castle. <laughs> well, the funny thing is this: is I'm watching this movie, and it's you know it takes place. The whole thing takes place in New Jersey. And I'm like, their travel times don't make sense. That's right, <laughs> like, exactly. When they go from, I remember when they go to Princeton University, I'm like, that didn't make sense. Like, they were coming from New Brunswick or something. I'm like, it took them way, I think they got there too quickly or too too long or well, whatever. Well, you know, they went to Princeton, and then they went to Cherry Hill in like 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, like 15 minutes. The best and then, part. And, <laughs> yeah, and then my, my, my dumb brain is like, and there's no White Castle in Cherry Hill. There's very few White Castles in New Jersey, by the way, guys. There's a, there's a more than you think, believe it or not. Well, there's a lot more now. There's one on 18 now. Yeah, there's I one on 18. One, 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 uh, there's one on Route 1 now. I'll tell you why this movie means something to me. Just uh, I go to a lot of Seton Hall basketball games with my one of my buddies. And when we were younger, when we were younger, I mean like in college, and we go to these games, afterwards we go to uh, – we go to White Castle, and we're like, all right, we're hungry. And I used to get the, the Craver Pack, which was like 20 burgers, 20 burgers, four fries, and and I get four Diet Cokes. Remember when we could eat like that? Oh, you know, you know what that would do to us right now? Four, <laughs> four burgers and an onion rings knocks me on my ass. That's right. I'm done after that, after yeah. like three burgers. But, I mean, it brings back... You know, that's what these these movies do. They kind of bring back bring back my childhood or, or you know, these trips that we go on to. Mm-hmm. But again, Harold Kumar, very quotable in regards to, like, the best part of that movie is Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Okay. that's that, that kind of brought him back because he wasn't around much. Yeah, he wasn't he... around back. And, you know, him being this, you know, this uh, woman, womanizer. Drug-fueled womanizing. Drug, yeah. <laughs> the total opposite of what he really is. Um can he is he not like the best actor because he fakes it all very well <laughs> yeah well he's, he's pretty good no I'm just gonna stick with William Zapka because he plays such a jerk in all his movies he's such a great guy that's right. he's got to be the best actor <laughs> the two of them yeah. one or two yeah. there we go all right, oh my so god we gotta put them in a road trip a buddy road trip movie <laughs> that's right. no, 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 although they were on uh, they were on so I met your mother together that's right. Uh, how I met your mother how I met your mother that's all right, right. so um Here's a road trip movie that actually it's called Road Trip. Yes. Um, I personally wasn't impressed with Road Trip. It's a forgettable movie for me. Uh, I know you liked it probably a little bit more. Than I did, did like it a little bit more. I mean, it kind of um, it's again, it's like that. Uh, it's not Revenge of the Nerds. I'm trying to think about how to like classify it. It's it's good. I I tell you that I liked Euro Trip better. Okay, Road Trip came first though, right? Yeah, yeah. Euro Trip came afterwards. But yes, Road Trip uh, again. It's four guys. It's kind of like a poor man's American Pie. Okay, that's acceptable. Yeah. So, and then of course they had Euro Trip after that, um, and then one of your favorite movies, or maybe not favorite, but most watched movies, Rain Man. Oh my God, yes, Rain Man. I only saw it like once or twice. Uh, it's yeah, for <laughs> a month. <laughs> for, yeah, that's true. A week, uh, a day. Um, so you know, the one thing about Rain Man. Again, unlike the other ones, there's no, like, it's quotable, but it's so serious. But, uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman does such a great job as Raymond. And then Tom Cruise, kind of like coming off of, because he did Top Gun before this, right? And this is kind of like that that movie that people are like, oh, my God, why is he doing something like this? It really is a good movie. Oh yeah, it's definitely a good movie. Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely. definitely Wapner, Wapner, uh, you know, Kmart sucks. See, we could quote it. It's good. 
<laughs> uh, also, and here's something we, we saw both of the stars in this movie at um, at uh, Pittsburgh this, this past summer. It's uh, The Sure Thing with Daphne Zuniga and, and John Cusack. Now, what's weird about this movie, it's from 1985. It's both of them very early in their careers. Um, the, the weird thing is uh, Cusack is in like college in New England or in the Northeast, and his friend's going to college in California. And he calls him and says, look, you got to come out to California over over break. Uh, there's a girl here. She's a sure thing. Basically, meaning she'll have sex with you. And no. you know, nowadays, nowadays, that's not the premise you really want to build a movie around. Uh, but they did it there. And he needs to kind of ride share with someone across the country. And it's Daphne Zuniga who's going out, uh, I think, to see her boyfriend or something. So, it's not, I mean, it's a comedy, but it's not the traditional buddy comedy because it's it's. Uh, you know, I, I'll say spoiler, but basically you should know what's going to happen. Uh, they wind up falling in love and getting together. And he actually turns down the sure thing so he could be with Daphne Zuniga. Does, does that movie, I mean, most of the 80s movies are kind of like the same thing, right? I mean, it's, you know, boy meets girl, girl and boy don't like each other, and then boom, they like each other. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Because it's like, I mean, it's, it's in the same realm as like Pretty in Pink, like, like she's... She's going after Andrew, Mac- what's his name, Andrew McCarthy, but Andrew she, McCarthy, yeah. But then she ends up with the other guy, right? No, she doesn't end up with Ducky. Oh, she doesn't. No, no, but this is just uh, you know Daphne Zuniga playing to like John. They played the type. John Cusack was kind of like the everyday guy, whatever. I like football like this. I can you know I like fart humor or something like that. And Daphne Zuniga is like this kind of preppy girl that she's above such things so you know that's where the friction starts but as they get to know each other better and things like that they realize that they really have they both have hearts of gold pete oh they love each and other that they should be together yeah let's, so let's so do it the, in the back movie. of the car here yeah <laughs> no no they do it on a nice bed in california oh. and, and he passes up the sure thing just to be with her it's a shame you see how much different movies are now compared to oh, that yeah it's 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 they don't make up the same way they don't. I think, well, I think legally they can't. <laughs> well, I don't mean like that, but I mean what I'm saying is I think uh, I always and we talked about this off the air. We talked about this with our with the other two guys and how like because you guys do a lot of stuff on the '80s and it always comes back to like you know you think about the '80s and how wonderful it was and it has a lot of great memories even though it was a lot of bad stuff for me. But um, I always go and I think back at like the good times and like these movies really really do it for me and I can you know it makes me happy yeah well we said Alan and I said on on, uh, we just did a recent episode on 80s teen movies and we talked about how you know, it's the age of the VCR. It's the age of cable TV. We were we were watching these movies over and over again. You know, before the eighties, when when cable and VCRs got huge, you know, you could only see a movie when it was in the theater, and then you have to wait for it to come on regular TV. Yeah. And then even then, it only come on like once or twice a year. But you know, you could own your favorite comic. You can own your uh, vacation and you can watch it over and over again. Or you can have HBO and European Vacation will be on like three times a day. You know, for a whole month. So. I, that's I think that's why they're more ingrained with us these movies why they and they they became a part of of of, of our childhoods and because our friends were doing the same thing they were watching them on VCR they were watching them on cable and we could go to the school and talk about them we could quote them you know um, and make each other laugh just by quoting movies you know so these road trip movies that we've talked about do you think because they've already done like vacation they've tried to uh, to do it and it hasn't worked any of these movies it, you know. Can they redo them and make them just as good? I mean, well, that's the thing. Is like how you got to get the right actors. That's I mean, if you don't have chemistry between the two leads, you know, like if you recast Tommy Boy, who would you? I mean, uh, we don't really know the young guys nowadays. Yeah. Uh, but who would who would be Tommy Boy right now? Who would you know? They tried to redo Baywatch and that failed. And you had the Rock and and what's his name in the High School Musical kid, um, Efron. Yeah. So. And that didn't even work. So, I don't know. It's it's it, it, times have changed. I mean, but there's a reason, Pete, that they keep that all these hit movies are now sequels or remakes or reboots of older properties. You know, I mean, if if we went put through, put through the past five years of movie releases, how many of them would have been an '80s TV or movie remake? That's true. Yeah. You know, there's a reason they're they're remaking these things because they work. See, they should do. The Sure Thing Part Two. Yeah, both of those actors, they like each other. They can redo it, and we can just see like the miserable forties. 
Okay, and on they, that note. <laughs> and they try they drive backwards just so they can try to get back to where what they were trying for in the first place. <laughs> oh man, you don't know how time works, do you? <laughs> yeah, see that's that's the back to the back to the future influence on you think you would drive to the past. <laughs> don't you it's like Ferris Bueller, you drive yeah. you spin it backwards, it's all good. <laughs> you don't reverse it, yeah. Bring clockers back, right? And on that note, <laughs> You got some thank yous, Pete? I do have some thank yous. Thank you, Pete. Uh, <laughs> can't thank you. you. Just go. Go back to business, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, as always, you can find John and I, Fat Guys in Little Coats, on brothersinarmchairs.com. Uh, you can listen to us on Anchor, iTunes, Google Play, Google Earth, Google whatever else you can think Google of. Earth. <laughs> Spotify. Spotify. You can hear us. Uh, Pandora, right? Is that where we can be on? I don't know about Pandora. <laughs> no, no. So you can find us in all those places. Um, make sure you're checking out, uh, you know, not only Fat Guys. You know, we have Nerd and Me, Enter the Nerd Zone, Stuff You Don't Need to Know, as well as uh, Defender of the Realm. A lot of great content. Um, I want you to make sure that you're listening, going to the Lag Bar out in California, if you're in California. Um, it's a gaming and alcoholic beverage establishment, but it's really great. So make sure you're doing that. What else, John? Um, just keep listening for all our cool content. We're coming up on uh, all the shows are coming up on a year anniversary. So um we're excited. Yes. We, and if you've been with us for a year, drop us a note on Twitter. Well, not Twitter because we're not that great on Twitter. Drop us a note. Well, Twitter or Instagram or, or Anchor. Leave us a voice message and let us know if you've been uh, listening since the beginning. Yeah, and tell us some of your favorite road trip movies or any movies or whatever you want Absolutely. us to talk about. I mean, John and I talk pretty much about anything that's on the road, even roadkill. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about all that stuff. So, uh, hey, John, will I see you on the road? Yeah, Pete. <laughs> Why do you continue to step on my exit line? I don't understand it. Is that what your line is? Jackass. Pete, I'll see you on the road. See ya.